What is up, everybody? It is Tuesday, October 6th, 2020. We've had Monday Night Raw, we've had Friday Night Smackdown, but tonight you are getting Tuesday Night Hood. Walters, let's lead us into something that deserves that amount of excitement. Your lovely hostesses, Garlic Johnson. We're going to need to take a break here while I change my pants. And Josh Mitchell. Sitting here undefeated in everything I do, except fantasy football. No, I'm not allowed to handle crayons. <laughs> not after last time. <laughs> not after last time. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Garlic and Josh. everybody and welcome to the hidden oaks overdose football fix podcast i am one of your lovely hostesses the garlic johnson we are joined as always by your other lovely hostess the joshua mitchell say hi to the folks joush hi folks that probably didn't get picked up hi folks nailed it Hidden Oaks Overdose at gmail.com, facebook.com slash hoodpod, anchor.fm slash hoodpod are all the places you can interact with us. Be a friend, tell a friend. Our journey to 100 subs is still stalled out at 23. Um, it reflects the amount of effort Josh and I are putting in to get that number higher, but that's why that's why you're out there for us. All you Hidden Oakers are supposed to be our army and uh, spread the word for us, you know. There's only so much we can do. We got you here, so now you get other people here. Uh, segment start times are down in the description below, as always, for you audio listeners. And uh, thank you, Levi Oki, at Levi Oki Illustration on Instagram, uh, if you ever want to reach out to a man who can draw such beautiful things. Gosh, uh, instead of asking you how you're doing tonight, uh, is there anything you want to talk about? Anything you want to Anything you want to say to me before this gets going? Oh, Pacus. Nope, nope, not in reference to f- uh, football, necessarily. Um, anything you want to say? Anything you want to get off your chest? Anything that's maybe eating away at you a little bit? Or I honestly don't know what you're referring to. Well, uh, Josh, you would appear to be cheating on us on specifically this podcast. Oh yeah, no, going on to another one. Um, I, I got uh, I got an offer to go and participate in another podcast, so that was great. Got to plug ours a little bit here and there. I don't know if you heard that. Um, probably heard it one too many times. You probably drove them away uh, from what I remember. I was listening to it while playing Call of Duty, but uh, you know we probably ruined our chances. Well, you know, it's whatever. It's fine. I'm sure by week six when that podcast is done with, no one will care. <laughs> tough, dude. That is that is tough, but that's you know that's how it goes. Um, so you had a good experience overall. You're not uh, you're not defecting. You're not leaving me for greener pastures with Walters and Jack. I know they're I know they're sexier than me. Do they have a, is it is it their body? Hmm? No, 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 no. Nothing, nothing, nothing. They have is going to draw me away from this. Um, mostly because it's too far of a drive. <laughs> All right. Well, how are you doing today, Josh? I'm doing well. Green Bay is four zero. Aaron Rodgers is on his way to a nineteen and zero season with the likes of Billy Bob Thornton's nephew playing wide receiver, whoever we have suiting up next or two weeks from now. Um, I don't know. Apparently COVID is still real in green Bay, but they refuse to acknowledge that. Um, I mean, the, so the Packers are acknowledging it. They're not letting anyone else in the stadium. That's true. That's true. The Packers might be the smartest and the best franchise in the NFL. Um, Most people are saying that. People are saying that. 
Um, no, I mean, overall, you know, last night's game, fantastic. How are you, Gar? Well, you know, Josh, I am doing great. We got some new tires on the old car yesterday. I worked from home for the first time in this new job yesterday, and I got to say, I don't think I could do that permanently because I know I would develop a lot of bad habits, but boy, yesterday was pretty great, if I'm being honest, in the work from home uh, department. What, what has your experience been during the COVID lockdown? You hate it, love it? It has its moments. I've been working from home since March, so kind of gotten used to it now. There, There's definitely some downsides, but then there's also some positives, such as not having to stop and buy gas every week. So there is, I'm saving a lot of money by switching my car insurance to Geico. Wow, um, 15% or more? 15.5%. Ooh, that is or more. You nailed it. Yep. Um, and so it's, 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 been a, it's been a struggle at times though because like you said there's definitely some uh, lack of motivation that that goes around it doesn't help when kaya's in the same house as me digging at carpet in the room or asking to go outside or odin's over here trying to steal a banana that sort of thing makes sense um yeah i think that's enough chit chat josh let's hop right into the fantasy zone do you happen to have any sponsors for tonight's uh fantasy zone well yeah <laughs> Do you care to share what it is or just chew into the mic for a bit? Well, yeah, I, I thought you'd go first and I had taken a giant bite of my sponsor, which is a apple pie flavored caramel apple homemade in the Mitchell kitchen. Ooh, homemade, eh, pal? That's pretty good. Uh, today, we uh, Tuesdays are new for me and Tuesdays are weird. Um, so I did not get a chance to get my um, weekly sponsor, Arnold Palmer, in time. Uh, the shipment must have got delayed or something. Arizona tea, I'm looking at you. But uh, we've got some delicious-ass sink water inside my ice shaker cup. Um, so shout-out to Derek for um, creating delicious-ass sink water. And then I uh, I grabbed Ritz crackers because it's a uh, $10 Tuesday over at the Papa Murphy's, but I wasn't going to eat pizza um, right before the podcast because you know what happened last time I ate a meal right before the podcast. Brian almost changed his name in uh, fantasy to the Poopy Boys, so... A little disappointing that he didn't change his name to the Poopy Boys, but he threatened to, and that was real enough. Uh, so no Arnie this week. I'm sure he'll be back next week, Arizona, if you don't fuck up the shipment again. Um, but yeah, so those are our sponsors. This is the Fantasy Zone. Josh, uh, this segment is carried on the shoulders of a great man, and his name is Brian. So let's hop right into Brian's email. <clears throat> if you remember, oh, I'll call back just for a sec. If you remember last week, Brian had sent us an email calling us clunkers, and I may or may not have gone full uh, millennial snowflake and just ripped Brian for ripping us, talking about how sensitive we are. So I don't know if this email is sincere or if uh, Brian felt bad because he sees how inadequate you and I both are at everything we do in life, but this is what Brian writes. <clears throat> Subject line, show recap. Gentlemen, a nice rebound show. I appreciate the explanation of the five minutes of clown music. Helpful. Yes, my mom's maiden name is indeed Boland. You have deciphered the code, and if you've been following each week, you don't have access to my millions, thousands, hundreds. Well, girl already got my last five bucks. Things I never thought I'd hear on the Hoodcast. Josh, ipso facto, and cornucopia. And used correctly. Nicely done. Gar. Nikita really good at faking it, with Josh replying, yeah, she really is. Josh, we need to talk. 
Uh, he goes on to list his Fave 5 professional wrestlers. We'll get on to that later. Um, then he lastly says, yes, I am old school again. But much like your top five video games, I have fond memories as a kid watching for all or waiting for all-star wrestling on Sunday mornings. Love the Grum, Brian, phone number, email, and then he ends it with, code has been unlocked. So, Josh, I don't... Or so he wants us to think. Uh, I was going to say, Josh, do you think this is the end of, like, the PS Codex? Is he going to start us on a new treasure treasure hunt, scavenger hunt, or is this, is this it? Are we never going to see anything underneath Brian's email ever again? I don't know. I think that we're going to have to keep a, uh, keep, a, keep a vigilant eye on his email itself. He's okay. given us some easy codes to start in his signature line. Okay. Um, there may be some deciphering need. He may send us some messages that need to be deciphered in the actual message content. Oh, you think like, maybe some, go ahead, some ciphers and some code, you know, first letter, first letter of each line, last letter of each line, that sort of thing. Yeah. Every seventh letter. I know, I know what you're saying. I'm, I'm going to, I can foresee in our future a fuck you, Josh, Brian's going to have to pull that off, but I think he can do it. No, 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 no. He's got the Kirk Cousins dialect, so it would be frick you, Josh. Frick you. I mean, he's, he said what the fuck and or what the hell. I forget what it was, but he, I think he said what the fuck in an email like within a month. So just saying he's capable of the swear potty mouth words bad. I guess. All right. All right. So, go ahead. The next email, probably as you put in the notes... Brought upon, uh, I brought it upon it. I brought it upon us. Wow, I haven't talked much today. Uh, Josh, this one comes from Audio Al, Alex Williams. Um, 3.21 p.m. today, so a couple hours ago. Josh mentioned why the Hood Pod was winning the podcast wars when he joined the Victorious Pod. Just thought it'd only be fair for a rebut Al. Rebut Al. Get it? His name is Al. Wait, his name's Al? Yep. Damn. Number one, when the movie industry makes a movie, it's almost always worse than remakes a movie. It's almost always worse than the original. It's tough to recreate that magic. Some movies are just cult classics and should be left untouched. Valid point, Al. So I'm going to read off his points and then counterpoint. Um, I agree with him 100%, and that's why we are an original Hidden Oaks Overdose podcast, whereas Victorious Pod has been remade. Probably should have just stayed in the bin, right? Stick to the cult. Number two, how many bits has the hood pod stolen from the victorious pod? If you can't beat them, join them, is the saying, I think. Yes, we have taken some bits. Now they become our bits after you had left. And we will give you credit because I believe we've given you credit in the past. And so thank you for you know providing some good content. Walters has now re- resumed some of those bits as well. Um, and so thank you. Number two is a good point. Uh, well, it's also to number two, let me just say, I mean, he uses the term stolen from the victorious POD. And let's be clear, you Al, you can call it stolen if you want. We like to think of it as rescued. We saw you what you were doing to those poor, poor bits, and we were like, we could do this. This could be done so much better. And so, we more, Josh, I think you would agree with me when I say we rescued the bits rather than stole them. Correct. Yes, we were the we were the loving couple that went into the adoption agency and picked up that little puppy, brought it home, fed and nurtured it. And you're that owner who comes drunkenly stumbling up to our door one day, kicks it down and says, Dog. 
Number three, if there was no v- Victorious Pod in the past, there would be no Hood Pod. Now that is untrue because we just don't know. We could have had this idea to begin with. Yeah, uh, no, I agree. We never would have. We've made it very clear. This is heavily inspired by the Victorious Pod, who's inspired by the land of ten thousand plus goons, who's inspired by probably something else. So I mean, is anyone here really original? No. Just thought I'd give some outsiders insight to the battle for the second best fantasy football podcast. Your favorite week late listener, Audio Al. Uh, Are we competing for first and second? Well, no, what I was going to say, I mean, the first would probably go to someone like the fantasy footballers, and then we're second after that, probably, just because they have, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, they've got, they've got a few more fans than us. Right. So, I mean, we're certainly second to someone like them, but amongst the three of us and the real podcast wars, I mean, first place by 10,000 miles. 10,000 coons. Well, Josh, the year's 2020, pal. I mean, even if you're talking about Coon Rapids Cardinals, easy, pal. 10,000 plus goons. They are, they are PC now. Although Al has oh. not Al has not changed the name in his distribution, so it still reads as ten thousand plus coons. But in the podcast, he says plus goons, so he's giving us some mixed signals. Has he really moved on? Is he just a racist bigot? I mean, Al, you're you're looking rough out there. I just gotta say, you're making it uncertain. Uh, but that was audio Al's email. And Josh, I will say we've got a little live note here from Walters. Uh, make sure you talk. I know you can talk into. Um, you're talking into the bottom of your mic. So do you see if I do I sound different here than when I sound right here? So just turn it there. Beautiful. Thank you, Wadio Walters. Uh, That is gorgeous. Okay, so those were our two emails for the week. We also got uh, a couple of comments. Uh, Josh, I heard you uh, you revisit this on the Victorious POD, but I didn't hear what you said, so we will revisit it here on the True Pod. Uh, YouTube question from Jack last week was, since Josh is obviously going for the Minshew Mania look, what NFL player does Gar look like? And like I said, I heard you say something, but I didn't hear what it was. So for the record, who's my NFL uh, doppelganger? I, we never touched on this subject. I mean, you sure did. Walters, a little help in the chat. He's not actually there. Oh, well, I don't, I don't remember it. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, I guess we'll never know, Josh. I'm deleting it out of the notes right now. So it's not there next week and the people will never know. They are never happened. They're very disappointed. Very sad. Um, all right. So a qu- YouTube question from Walters. He says at garlic, did you use your grandmother's famous cake pan for your Fruity Pebble bars? Uh, no, Walters. Um, I don't bake myself. Uh, my mother bakes those for me, and I'm sure she used a different pan to bake those. So different different pan altogether. Um, a Facebook comment we got from Hammer, and I'd like to read it verbatim so I don't uh, misread Hammer. He says, Garlic. I see Daniel Carlson is available on the waiver wire. If he is one of your top five non-QB, non-NFC North favorite players and is ranked a top five kicker so far this season, why isn't he on your squad? Well, Hammer, obviously you've never heard of the hot rod. You don't hashtag respect the specs. Uh, Rodrigo Blankenship in our league is currently the number two ranked kicker. And just because I love Daniel Carson doesn't mean he has to be on my fantasy squad. You really don't want to mix um, emotion with business. And so Hot Rod is the number two and he's holding it down. So Hot Rod will remain on my team until he goes to kicker number 36. Uh, I think, oh, and then there's, we got some nonsense from Jack as well. Uh... 
He says, I'm into, I am in to get some bet boards going, but A, I'm cheap, so out on the dollars, and B, I'm not very clever, so if you ever want to toss out any on your pod each week, I can respond to them on our pod. Sounds like a lot of work. And then, uh, Josh, to your our Fave 5 pick last week, he says, love the Mario Party 2 pick. My favorite and only reason I didn't pick it in my top five was I felt I played it more solo than getting uh, than getting four friends together. Um, so, Jack, to your comment about the bet board, Josh, is there really any point in a bet board if money isn't on the line? I guess I don't know. Is <laughs> No, probably not. I mean, you could have asked, I mean, does the Tin Man have a sheet metal cock? Does a bear shit on the Pope? I mean, no, you don't have a bet board without money. I mean, it's just that simple. So, Jack, um, I would love to bet with you, but we play for keeps, okay? Pinks only. So if you ever want to bet like a real man, you let me know. Josh, you have anything else for the Fantasy Zone? You uh, you get any emails specifically to you? Any Facebook comments from uh, Anita? I know she's a loyal listener, right? <laughs> uh, no, I've not. All right, we shall move into the two-minute drill. JK, we will move into the fuck me, no, fuck you, Josh's favorite segment title. Uh, what do we got this week, Josh? Um, well, we actually had a long conversation on this one, um, AKA three or four text messages exchanged over the past 48 hours. Um, that's more effort than we usually put in for the record. Very true. Um, and we've decided on us discussing which bottom ranked team. So not necessarily winless, but which bottom ranked team is the best fit for Trevor Lawrence to come in and dominate. All right, and so you have picked the Washington football team, so you will discuss that, and then I will tear you apart. And then I have picked the New York Giants, uh, and then I will tell you why, and then you will tear me apart. Would you like to go first, or would you like to go second? I will go second. All right, so I will first be telling you why um, the New York Giants is the best fit for Trevor Lawrence, and then Josh will take 60 seconds after I'm done to tear me apart. Josh, last week you were uh, diligently note-taking. Did you find that was helpful or hurtful to your strategy of trying to tear me down? Well, I'm looking over my notes right here, and it's really just a grocery list that I had thought of during your com- or during your two-minute drill. So I'm probably not going to have to do it because Nikita went grocery shopping the other day. Oh, what a sweetheart. All right, well, here we go, Josh. I do have a, uh, a clock for the background now, so we don't have the music, but we do have a 60-second sounder. Whew, i got to hype myself up. <clears throat> Is it 60 seconds of us talking, so then when it stops, I know that I should stop? Uh, I mean, that will also be the case, so there will be a dual whammy. There will be a sound effect, and also I will stop talking after 60 seconds. <whistles> All right, here we go. All right, let's preface this by saying all bottom-ranked teams are going to be trash, so it's hard to justify where Lawrence should go based on their current production. But I like the New York Giants because uh, unlike the teams like the Jets or teams like the... Well, mainly we'll start with the Jets. They're going to clean house. The Falcons are going to clean house, okay? Whereas the Giants already have a head coach in town. Joe Judge is a new head coach this year. And so they're already going to be one step above as far as game planning and continuity on all the other teams. Joe Judge is already there, and you've also got Saquon Barkley, who is a beast. If you would want anyone else on your team, uh, it would be Saquon Barkley. The Jets got no one. Falcons got a couple receivers, uh, but that doesn't lead to balance. You want um, you want a good running back to be a successful 
quarterback. And you know what? Go Giants! What's up, Josh? You ready? Yeah, I guess. All right. And go. So I will agree with Garlic on the preface of most bad teams, most teams in the position draft Trevor Lawrence are going to be trash. Um, I will say that I, I don't feel that the Giants are going to be as established as some of the teams that you've listed, uh, mainly because in this day and age with the NFL, you're seeing a lot of coaches on a short leash, even if they are new to first time head coaches, with the exception of Matt Patricia. But let's face it, Detroit has always kind of been a dumpster fire. Um, and so I don't feel he'd be set up for as much success um, there. He, he, it would be better than the Jets for sure. Um, but with Saquon, he's had injury risks. The offensive line is garbage. So if they address that um, beforehand, he would have the weapons around him. Um, but as far as coming in and dominating, you can only check down to Saquon Barkley so many times. Can't drop back for passes when you get sacked every, every third step. So um, I feel like the Giants, while being a decent team for him, Probably isn't the best fit. Ooh, all right. Uh, that's that's what Josh thinks. He's obviously wrong. I'm obviously right because Josh is dumb and I'm smart. But it's the way she goes sometimes. Josh, are you ready to tell me why the Washington football team is the right landing spot for Trevor Lawrence? Sure. <laughs> Again, Josh, this is a segment that is going to live or die on passion. You don't seem very passionate about what's going on right now. Oh, I'm just trying to think of my argument. Let's go. Okay, and three, two, one. Well, Gar, if you read the notes correctly, you would see that I just put football team. Doesn't necessarily mean the Washington football team. So with the Atlanta Falcons, I feel that Trevor Lawrence would be an actual stud. Sitting behind Matt Ryan for a year, because Matt Ryan, I believe, is in one of his final years of his contract. Learn the offense a little bit and then have somebody like Kelvin Ridley to throw the ball to, along with Hayden Hurst, who's been a dominant tight end so far this year. Guys like Todd Gurley, who've been getting some rest between carries. Um, he's one of those good running backs that you mentioned before. Um, I would also say that they have that running back by committee that has some thunder and lightning involved. So they have the power as well as the speed shifty backs. Um, so I do think that that offense is well-rounded and he could could thrive in that. Um, Dan Quinn is an esteemed head coach. He's not necessarily had the best of luck lately. And so if he sticks around, um, he would have some insight. I don't see him sticking around, but I do think that they'd bring in a veteran head coach to teach him. Ooh, Josh, there's a lot to unpack that. I don't even know if 60 seconds will be enough for me to respond, but we'll see how it goes. And for the record, Josh did say in the text message that he was going to go with the Washington football team, so I'm slightly less prepared, but here we go. All right, Josh, let's be clear. The Falcons stink, and when teams stink, they tend to come in and clean house. With a new GM and a new coach, which we both assume will be the case, They're gonna. there's no loyalty to Matt Ryan. There's no loyalty to anyone else on that team, okay? Matt Ryan will be gone. Trevor Lawrence will not be sitting for a year, and he's not a quarterback that should be sitting for a year. Gurley stinks. I don't know if you've actually watched their football games, but Gurley is done. Uh, they have zero defense. We just watched them try and play Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones, and old Bobby Tunyon was over there running them down. So, I mean, this team stinks on all fronts. Um, 
They have zero offensive help, really. They couldn't even put up points against a what we all assumed was a terrible Green Bay defense. Not a terrible, but a shaken Green Bay defense. And Dan Quinn esteemed. This guy has already been here for, like, it feels like four or five years. He has cleaned coaching staffs twice. This guy is done. He has no chance. Falcons are a terrible spot for Trevor Lawrence. Shut up, meanie. Josh, gotta have a little, a little, a little pat, a little something. You gotta, you know, gotta raise your voice. You gotta get a little bit of spice. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I hear you. And and I was gonna do Washington. I do, I mean, like you said, you really. All teams are gonna have pluses and minuses. Yes, saying Dan Quinn was esteemed, I saw that that was gonna lose me the argument right there. Um, I, I meant to say that he has experience in the NFL, so if he does stick around, he'd be able to help coach him up a bit. I do, and Washington is actually the team that I did want to talk about, but I had Atlanta in there and I got thinking about weapons and I was like, okay, <laughs> but. <laughs> it's just, is that the cliffhanger you're going to leave it on? Just but, and then just dot, 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 I, fade I, I to the I thought I had to cough and I wanted to turn away from the mic. Oh, you're so respectful. Uh, but yeah, that was our uh, fuck me, fuck you segment. Josh, what, what's it time for? Can you come in? Three, two, fantasy fun time. Oh, she didn't even let me say one. Oh, I'm sorry. I just, I figured all the ones were for me. Ho, oh, grain of salt time. Josh, once again, five and one in all of his leagues. Ladies, bringing me up to a total of 19 and five on the season for a 79.17 win percent. Ha, Edern. Yeah, it is much more of a mixed bag slash uh, lost and f- soon to be forgotten fantasy season for Gar. I went three and two on the week. I am eleven and nine on the year, fifty-five percent uh, in the intellectual property of Joshua Allen Bunker Incorporated track long board. Um, I would be one hundred and seventeen to thank you, Master Chief, to one hundred and eleven. So no matter what way you break it down in all my fantasy leagues, I am extremely five hundred. I am extremely even. Uh, I have one one league i'm dominating in and it's my cheapest league so i put in 400 dollars into fantasy this year and i'll be lucky to get back a hundred unless i win that uh win that one league so it's gonna be a bad year for gar so i will i will say that a lot of my success is based on luck because no my my overall win percentage right now um just on records alone is 79 um, percent um if I was to go based on my, uh, as Garlic says, the Joshua Allen Bunker Incorporated um, overall amongst all teams, I'd be at a 62% win percentage. So I've had some fortunate matchups this week. Um, but then again, you know, I did win. I did just win a game with a guy who didn't even play last night and the guy who was on the IR in my starting lineups. So I mean, that was against a team that's tanking. Let's be very clear. Your Derek's opponent. not tanking. Yeah, I mean, you were clearly referring to the BSB unless you had a, the exact same setup in a different league. No, I forgot to take out Devante in our uh, Hidden Oaks Dynasty League, and it was me versus Derek, and we were both 3-0. and Ooh, and so you're 4-0 now? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, I got lucky. Must be nice. We'll talk about that more in the Hidden Oaks highlights, though. Uh, Josh, uh, apparently you want to give some respect to the old Bobby T there? 
I'm going to move that down to Hidden Oaks highlights because it was a highlight of the Hidden Oaks League. You got it, pal. Uh, so this is normally where we would talk about the FanDuel leaderboard and the FanDuel best values and who we like this week in FanDuel, but apparently I found a way to just absolutely fucking destroy the whole league slash contest. Um, we had voted on if we wanted to be only Sunday noon and afternoon games, and then it was decided that we would include Sunday night and Monday night. So I went into the settings, and it wasn't even a setting I could do for the current contest. It was a setting I could only do for only future contests. They made that very clear in their own settings. So I clicked only future contests will become Sunday, Monday. And then it was like, what, Friday into Saturday? Saturday, Friday night into Saturday morning. It gets nuked, and then everyone has to re-put in their entry, and then I try and get everyone else to cancel their old entry, but they didn't, so Brian and Jacob have both a week four and a week five score, so their points are double counted, and now the week five contest should already be open right now, but because they think the, our contest five is for week five, it's not opening, and their support's not responding, I mean, I've ruined the whole thing. <clears throat> not actually, well, I'll probably be able to get a fix, but it has been a disappointing uh, few days for FanDuel, Josh. But how do you remember how you did off the top of your head? Um, I did all right. I was trying to pull it up here um, just to see. I, I know going into last night's game, I was definitely near the bottom, um, but I did have Robert Tanyan in, who got three touchdowns, as well as Aaron Jones. So I think I ended up third overall for the last last week four's contest not bad um and i i know i do know that uh jack oh, says is third sorry all right i do know jack is still atop the leaderboard after his uh performance last week i think he said in the group chat he is the he's been second the last th three four weeks whatever it was so shout out to jack uh do you think i i don't know what the relation is in your score to jack score or to Jack and anyone else that aren't the cheating Brian and Jake. But do you think anyone will touch Jack at this point? Or is he just too dialed in? Is he going to be dominant for the rest of the year? So we should, the rest of us should just give up. I mean, it just it takes one one freak injury to one of his stud players during during a matchup for him to fall off. Um, drop a couple points. And, you know, there's still a lot of time left. Uh, not that, you know, not that we'd wish that upon anybody. But it, it is still a possibility that that happens. I mean... Look at Kelvin Ridley. Kelvin Ridley was probably in some people's lineups. Didn't get a single catch last night. You know, Bucker was in my lineup. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So there's a, uh, there's definitely um, things like that could happen throughout the year. Um, and so at, at this point, it's still anybody's ball game, I'd say. All right. Well, hopefully we get that fixed soon. Uh, so we don't have a budget bunch for you this week or who we like this week. Cause we don't even see, or we can't even see the prices or who's going to be in our lineup yet. But Josh, uh, last week for the budget bunch, I had Beasley at uh, $5,100. Wow. That's a low price. Uh, and he put up 10 points. Drew sample at $4,700. Wow. That's a low price. Only put up 6.2. And then Travis Homer, who I thought would get zero points, but then it turns out that Carlos Hyde was somehow off for the game. At $5,200, he got me 7.3 points. Um, so thank you to uh, Travis Homer as well. So no flashy performances out of me, but uh, no stinkers either. How did you do in the budget bunch last week, Josh? Um, I did have a couple duds. Uh, Andy Isabella, who I thought would do well, um, ended up with 1.3. Uh, how, um, how much did he cost? Five thousand. Wow, that's a low price. Tyler Croft. Um, he cost forty-seven hundred. He only got one point seven points. Wow, that's a low price. I know. 
And then Latavius Miss Murray, 4,900. He was the, uh, the, the shining star of the week for our budget bunch with 20.8 points. I'm sorry, did you say something about a low price? Yeah, not not bad there for the Latavius miss 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 miss, um, the old Tay train as we call them here, and he's probably called elsewhere as well. Um, so and although Sounders completely original content, no one else has ever done that before. So uh, to audio Al, go fuck yourself. We're uh, we're out here doing things, and you know you're just jealous of how original we are, right? Right, Josh? You think audio Al is jealous of that? Mm, no. Uh huh. All right. Well, like I said, this week we don't have a uh, a budget bunch. So, what, Josh, it looks like you've typed a bunch of uh, stuff in for yours. Do you want to you want to talk about it? I'm good. You don't want to read everything you just wrote into the into the budget bunch. Um, those are just guys that I'm keeping my eye on. Um, so I will let everybody know, I guess, since Gar wants me to read it. Um, PP Weenus for forty five hundred. Wow. Uh, Dur a cell price. A dirt a cell I saw was fifty one hundred. Wow, that's a low price. And then Seymour Sushi Slapper, one dollar. I'm sorry, did you say something about a low price? Wow, one dollar. I don't think I've seen anyone go that low. All these prices are normally in the thousands. Yeah, no, it's a unique situation where he is the uh, chain gang ball catcher. So when they need a new football, he's the one that catches it on the sideline. Um, and so for every catch that he makes you get one fifteenth of a point. Wow. So you're thinking he will get, I mean, that doesn't round up perfectly to one exactly, but um, is he going to get half a catch or is he going to have some rushing yards in there? Or how does he get to exactly to one? He has to catch 15 to get to one. Oh, you said one fifteenth. Sorry. I was thinking 0.15. Yeah. Math, math is difficult. And uh, you know, it sucks. It's, it's tough. It's tough to be dumb, Josh. It's, it's hard out there to succeed. Yeah, but um, during last week's game, he had a actual and um, he had a record-setting performance where he had seventy-five thousand catches. Seventy-five thousand. That's were his hands tired? Uh, no, actually, he doesn't have hands. It was some rare birth birth accident. Um, sharks were involved, stingray, maybe a couple um, platypuses. But um, in in the end, he ended up uh, getting fish fins attached to his nubs, and now he works out in Seattle as a sushi slapper. Hence, Seymour Sushi Slapper. I see. And so, is this is this a guy you discovered on your own? Is this did this come um, courtesy of Martin Moistchu, or how did you d- discover the Seymour Sushi Slapper? Um, he was on Bill Belichick's scouting report when I was having dinner with Bill the other day. He mentioned him a bit. Oh, where'd you guys go out to eat? Taco John's. Oh, Billy B does seem like a Taco John's kind of guy. He, yeah, I, you don't, no, nothing else need to say more than that. Uh, Billy B, Taco John's. All right, Josh, are you, are you ready for the Hidden Oaks highlights? Absolutely. All right. Well, you said there was uh, something. Oh, never mind. You're going to take a drink there. Side bet number four um, for last week was Rushmore, and it was won by the starting running back with the most rushing yards. And Wilbert absolutely destroyed this one um, with courtesy of Joe Mixon, who had 151 rushing yards. I know I remember I predicted last week that Dalvin Cook would take it. Uh, Dalvin Cook was in second with 130, so I was close, but no cigar. I went to win the $5 either way. So I'll send out the text tomorrow, but if you're listening now you get the you get the scoop the inside scoop wilbert has won the week four side bet josh tell us about the week five side bet would you please immaculate reception the wide receiver with the most receptions 
Gar, do you have a prediction? Who, who's going to get this? Well, I mean, so I'm going to go on the premise that a certain player is coming back from injury and uh, their certain team is desperate for them to be back on the field. So I think uh, Michael Thomas comes back with a um, with a huge performance. I'll give him the – well, I won't just say huge performance, but most receptions. Um, and if he does not come back, you got to throw it to the target, uh, the target whore, Keenan Allen. Keen, as he's uh, famously called on this pod. Those are both uh... – both some solid picks. I'm going to go ahead and say Tyreek Hill has a chance. Ooh, um, I okay. feel like he has a lot of those games where he gets targeted often. And then he has games where he only gets targeted a couple times and he makes some waves with it. This last week against the Patriots, Mahomes had a down week a little bit by his standards. Tyreek Hill, um, he had a touchdown or two catches, but I do think that they're going to try and build on that get the playmaker the ball, see what happens. Plus, um, in our guillotine, he, um, the Mahomes Hill owner had him stacked and this was Benjamin Williams. He ended up losing last week. No, and so I just feel like it would be a giant middle finger to Ben when Tyreek Hill puts up like 40. He got chopped. The guillotine took his head. Yes. Yes. Um, he had Brandon cooks in his lineup. Probably didn't help that he didn't get any points. Um, I thought I was in trouble because my team had COVID and it's the whole and, team, and, huh? And I had Kelvin Ridley get me zero, but I ended up uh, scrambling for an ad at the last minute. And, and that ad kind of worked out for me. That's good. Um, so that was that, uh, that's the side bet this week. So we are going to do the quick quarterly queue. Um, we're going to look at the standings after four weeks. We won't break them down too deeply, but we'll break down the standings in both prolific hidden Oaks leagues. Uh, just going off ESPN real quick, Josh, you happen to be in first place, four and oh, Brian, second, three and one third. We've got the hotel motel Gallaudy and I'm pretty sure that's Eric. He's three and one as well, along with Bradley and then Garrett, all three and one and sixth. We have we damn boy hammer along with Catalina Winemix and Wilbert the Hidden Oaks football team me is uh the bottom two and two team ninth is Jesse's mother Tucker's at one and three Jamie follows after that is Jeremy then we have the walking tacos big league and team Mitchell is currently on the bottom of the league but everyone in the league already has a win so uh either we've gotten lucky or we've done something those are the standings but Josh it looks like uh, just to maybe, maybe I, you know, I personally would believe you might be inspired and motivated to share this because it, it, it displays your uh, dominance so far. You, uh, you've got some power rankings you've put together. You want, you want to break those down? Well, I did. I pulled it up, and I, I guess I had it because I didn't know what you wanted to do with the quarterly thing, and I just figured it was more information. Sure. Um, I, I wasn't necessarily going to read them to brag, but more so to pull out that Jesse. The Mother Tuckers is second in the power rankings, despite having a one and three record. I just found that to be amazing. Um, and according to the note here, the power rankings are determined by points scored plus points scored times the winning percent plus points scored times the winning percent if played versus the median score of the week. That seems like math. And That's so lots of math. But Jesse seems to be doing well, just getting those unfortunate matchups. Yeah, he is one in three. That's tough. Uh, shout out to Levi Oki in the chat. Um, I think Levi does this thing where he watches for five seconds, but takes a sound bite and then you know makes it known that he listened. Uh, but he said, uh, "Big Walking Tacos fan." 
So he's specifically a fan of Derek, who I gave uh, his first win to this week after OBJ put up like 90,000 points, which was real cool. Yeah, no, that was a game and a half. Uh, so, um, go ahead. Yeah, go on. Well, I was just going to say, how do these power ranks... Um, uh-oh. How do these power ranks uh, match up to the standings? So you said Jesse was the big upset. Is everything else pretty much in line? Or are there any good teams that are going to fall um, off here? Or how does that break down? Well, I mean, you're, you're two and two at this point, And you're kind of smack. You're between um, Derek and Jeremy on here, who are both one-win teams. Uh, Brad and Game of Jones. Is that uh, Gare Jamie? Bear. Garrett. Garrett. Uh, both of them are three and one. And they are bottom half um and so I'm, I'm just guessing they don't put up a lot of points and they have some more favorable matchups involved um but yeah otherwise it you know it looks kind of relative it's still pretty early in the season to determine you know how accurate these things are all right but i mean we got a I think podcast the, we got to talk about this shit you know i think that the top one is going to remain the same throughout the entire season and then the rest the remaining 13 teams are going to be battling it out hmm. so uh how how have you remained so lucky, Josh? How have you avoided the entry bug that seems to have plagued everybody else? Is, is your team training different? Is it pliability? You guys TB12? What's the Campire Strikes Back difference that could inspire me to maybe turn my season around? Well, I'm definitely going to have to change my team name. I don't want to, but I did drop Cam Newton yesterday. What? Even when, before uh, the waivers go through on Wednesday? Or did you pick someone else up before a Monday night game? I had to... Well, that's the thing is... Or no, I dropped him on Sunday morning. Okay. Because um, that's when we found out about the, the game possibly being delayed. Yep. As well as Devontae Adams. Um, and no, maybe it was yesterday morning. I can't remember. Anyways, I had Devontae in my lineup because it wasn't known that he wasn't playing until yesterday morning. So it must have been yesterday when I did this. I also had... Um, I made the, the the rash decision to drop him because to drop Cam because I had to sit him because of COVID, and I picked up Robert Tanyan to put my flex Bobby over T. Devontae Adams, and let me tell you what, this is where we're going to lead into the next part of this show. That man saved my undefeated season, being down fifty points to Jamie. She had Matt Ryan, I had Todd Gurley who put up 20, Robert Tanyan put up 30, the kicker for Atlanta, who I didn't even realize had never kicked in the NFL before last night. He gave me two. So two points is good. And then Calvin Ridley gave me a goose egg. Robert Tanyan is the savior of my fourth win. And that's all I'm going to say. Are you going to send him like something in the mail, thanking him and praising him? Are you going to, I might send him an autograph mixtape or something. I don't know. Autograph mixtape. Uh, any chance I I'll even take an autographed un- one. But any chance I can get my hand on one of those mixtapes? Yeah, I just got to find the flash drive that Walters gave me of the Victoria's Secret podcast season two. You mean your amazing Christmas gift that you got? Yeah. Uh, Josh, I do see. Before we move on to the Dynasty League, I do see you have a second table here for the Redraft League. Did you want to break that down and all? I mean, it's pretty similar to the power rankings, but uh, it looks like it's projecting finishes one through seventh. Yeah, it's every team's uh, percentage um, to make the playoffs in certain spots. I deleted like the um, eighth place on. Um, Makes sense. Seven teams make the playoffs, and so you know, there's a few teams. I mean, everybody still technically has a chance. Um, Nikita is sitting at a 1% chance though. So a little bit less than some of the other ones. Tough, dude. Um, 
But when it comes to injury bugs, she is the San Francisco 49ers of this league. I mean, if you look at her roster, it's like, it looks like my uh, um, deflate these balls roster. Just you couldn't even roster a full lineup if you wanted to. Like you did not have, you literally did not have another running back. I don't think. I didn't. Oh, I think nope. you had Keyshawn in the taxi squad, but yep. uh, yeah, tough dude. Yep, and she's she's feeling that pain right now. Yeah. Um. So, but it's still, you know, I just put it on there. It was part of the part of a fantasy football thing that. Um, I've looked at in the past and then Walters brought it up today, actually in the victorious league. And I was like, Oh yeah, I remember that place. And so I went there and I was like, I wonder what our league says. And yeah. Gotcha. So do you think, cause so I, you know, Nate kind of wasn't having a good time slash I pushed him out of the league based on how he reacted this year. Do you find that, or do you think that based on your knowledge of your own wife, is she defeated by this? Like, is she pretty much given up on the season or is she going to still grind and hope to push through? Or what is Nikita's mindset with that 1% chance to make the playoffs one in three team bottom of the normal standings? I mean, what is her, what is her um, mentality right now? It, I mean, like most people in this situation, she's, um, definitely down about the injuries to her team. I mean, who wouldn't be? Cause I thought she had a pretty solid team before the season started and then everybody went out and got hurt. Um, and so, yeah, that's obviously upsetting, but she's still, um, participating in waivers, asking opinions on things and trying to salvage what she can. I I'm guaranteeing she doesn't want to wear that medal. So Ooh, the dumpster fire medal introduced this year. I mean, she has a chance once the playoffs hit because it's not just uh, regular season standings, but it's not looking good for Nikita. So hopefully, hopefully she picks up enough to not wear that medal because it'd be embarrassing. And plus, it might weigh her down. That thing's big. Yeah, I don't no, know if she I mean, could, she could use straight. it as a sled. Uh, all right, I will just. We don't have the power rankings or any of that other fancy data for the Dynasty League, but since we are a Hidden Oaks podcast, these are the Hidden Oaks highlights. Josh, you are the only four no team in the Dynasty League. Um, following you is Swanee, aka Jalen. He's three and one, and third is Derek, also three and one. Fourth is Country Roads. Take Mahome. Uh, that is T. He is two and two. Followed by the three headed dragon, aka the zero headed dragon. At this point, Connor Prasky is two and two. Brad's goffed it up. Is two and two and kevin brown uh team jacobs is two and two nate is one and three he just got his first one of the year hammer set is also one and three and rock bottom of the league is your gentle golden giants gare bear and i uh, a little disappointing a little depressing but you know what i think next year will be our year yeah no uh play play for the future right that's what they say i mean t's not repeating this year so i mean i don't got Man, much just- to worry about just you know, take someone like Mike Williams, one of those surefire first overall picks in the dynasty. That was league. that was the year we won the league, Josh. So I think we're gonna have to go back to that if we want to see some success. I'm not superstitious, but I'm at least medium stitious at that point. First overall, we might have to take a receiver. Just saying. We won that All year. Right. We won that year. We went worst to first. Wrong. We went worst to first. Uh yeah, that's Hidden Oaks highlights. We can move on. Here, what do we got left? Uh the Fave Five. Josh, what's uh, what's this week's Fave Five, brother? Thank you for using brother because we're talking about our favorite professional wrestlers. Wrestlers. Yeah, so this week's Fave Five professional wrestlers, to be clear, that is people from like the WWE, the WCW back in the day, WWF. 
AEW, not that MMA, UFC bullshit. Those are amateur wrestlers. The guys we're talking about tonight are professionals. Um, and so we've had a couple fan submissions. I will favor those who um, left us some sort of explanations over those who did not. So I will go with the people who just gave us a list of names first. Uh, we're going to do the, uh, the outside fans separate just to give them a little bit more love. But uh, submission by the Jack Jackawa Vickers. Um, he has, I don't know if this goes top to bottom, bottom to top, how he has it listed, but his fave five includes Shawn Michaels, Randy Orton, John Cena, Triple H, and Stone Cold. Um, so pretty, no one going too old. The oldest guy he's got, on the oldest two, oldest three, I guess, uh, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and Stone Cold. And those go back to the Attitude Era. Obviously, Stone Cold, the oldest amongst the list. Um, but so, yeah, definitely some old school out of Jack here. I'm guessing he hasn't watched wrestling in some time and maybe faded out um, mid to late 2010s. How do you feel about that list, Josh? Any any thoughts on Jack's list? Wasn't listening, but great list. <laughs> All right, moving on to Bradley Knup. He lists out Shane McMahon, Rey Mysterio, Chris Jericho, Triple H makes his second appearance, and then Roman Reigns. Uh, as someone who has watched wrestling events with Bradley, I can tell you that he does have an affinity for Roman Reigns, and I couldn't tell you why. I'm not even sure he could tell you why, but Roman Reigns uh, is definitely a, bre- a guy Brad likes a lot. Uh, he also went on to comment. He's like, oh, forgot about the Beast Incarnate, Brock Lesnar. So the Bradley's got like a five, uh, fave six there. I'm sure he'd uh, change someone out if he could, but I didn't give him that opportunity. So that's those are Bradley's. Uh, who would you f- prefer to go with next, uh, Brian, Alex, or Jordan? I think we should save Jordan for last, just because he is by far the biggest wrestling fan of the three that I, I know of, um, and and he he provided the most feedback. Um, I can read Alex's though. Actually, no, I can read Brian's. You go for it, pal. Make Brian, Brian proud. Brian's top five wrestlers. Number five, superstar Billy Graham, the original bad guy. Number four, Chief Wahoo McDaniel, former NFL player who figured he could make more money in the squared circle. Times they have a changed. Number three, Andre the Giant. Andre? Is that what you just said? Andre the Giant? Andre the Giant. Anybody who can hold a 12-pack in one hand needs to make this list. Respect. Number two, The Crusher. I think that's Andre the Giant's name after he drinks the 12-pack. But he carried a keg on his shoulder and smoked a cigar during interviews. Why that's... I'm just going to stop the list right there. I figured you would would enjoy that that, uh, little tidbit. But um, Baron Von Raschke, the claw, could paralyze an opponent by grabbing their stomach. Nobody has been able to replicate that. That is number one? Yep. Nice. All right. So not a bad list out of uh, Brian there. Obviously, he, I... Oh, he did say, sorry, he did say that there is a special consideration to Mean Gene Okerlund. Not necessarily a wrestler, but a man who was the foundation of the original WWF. Oh, yeah. Me and Gene uh, was a manager technically, but he did take some bumps. He was heavily involved for a long time. So shout out there. Very old school list out of Brian. So really only someone who knows the history of wrestling would really appreciate anyone on that list. Uh, do you recognize any of those names, Josh? A couple of them. 
any memories of any of them specifically or no all right we will move on to the audio owl the a dub for what it's worth he sent this in before he said in his uh his slam letter to courtesy of josh's uh slam talk himself but so i think he was in a cheerier mood when he sent this one uh he starts out with honorable mention the miz best wrestler out there right now brings the best smack talk to the table and i gotta i gotta agree with uh, Ada up there anyone who watched wrestling know the miz uh, is killing it and has been killing it for some time so shout out to the miz number five Adub has the undertaker his streak at wrestlemania is the most impressive feat in all of pro sports and you know what i couldn't agree more i think he was uh, 21 and 0 or 20 and 0 i forget what it was but over 21 straight wins at wrestlemania even if wrestling's fake that's very incredible good for you undertaker good for you um, to stay on top for that long number four for a dub is matt hardy so many personalities and was a big part in the greatest match of all time aew stadium stampede match and Josh, I guarantee you're not familiar with this, and probably most people who would listen to this would be uh, in no way familiar, but the AEW is a brand new wrestling company uh, run by Chris Jericho, Tony Khan, um, and uh, fuck, what's his name? Cody... I forget his last name off the top of my head. I just blanked there, but uh, it was an incredible match. So if you want to watch good wrestling, go look up the AEW Stadium Stampede. Number three out of AEW is Scotty Tuhati. He says, always wanted to do the worm. Simple, lovely. Number two is Rikishi, best finisher in the game. Josh, are you familiar with uh, Rikishi's finisher? I am. I can honestly say I would not want to be on the receiving end of it. No, and uh, and the outfit he wore made it that much worse. He, uh, that thong was uh, not protective enough, let's just say. And as a big man, I know sometimes it can be hard to wipe. So I'm sure there's some guys who walked out there, walked out of there with some brown noses, if you know what I mean. I, I I am very sure that it is not COVID safe. <laughs> Definitely not six feet away. Uh, finally on A-Dub's list is The Rock. I hung, oh, excuse me. I hung a right on Know Your Roll Boulevard, took a left into Jabroni Drive, and checked myself into the SmackDown Hotel. Um, honestly surprised that this is, uh, we've done four lists so far, and I'm pretty sure this is the first person who had The Rock on it, so... The Rock is iconic, both for what he did in wrestling and what he's done since. But, uh, Josh, what are your personal opinions on The Rock? Um, overall, very hard substance. Um, can do some damage to a window if you throw it hard enough. Um, much much like its, uh, its little brother, the Pebble, um, it can cause a bit, of a, a bit of a discomfort if in your shoe. Oof. Well, Levi, you're gonna have to. We've got uh, three more lists. You're just gonna have to pe- keep paying attention. Levi's still in the chat, miraculously. Um, we'll move on He's to. Lost. We'll move on to Jordan's. And uh, I personally, I don't think Jordan listens to the podcast, but I personally reached out to Jordan to get him to write in because, as Josh alluded to earlier, Jordan, uh, of amongst all our closest friends or close friends or however you want to dignify him, acquaintance, uh, he is the most passionate and the most knowledgeable about wrestling by. 40 million miles. Uh, So I knew I had to have him write in for this one. Hey, guys. First, just want to say, love the pod. I appreciate the request to have me write in, Gar, and I love that this is now year two. Keep killing it. Obviously, Jordan doesn't pay attention. This is year three, but no big deal. Appreciate you writing in, Jordan. But year three, to be clear. Year three. Uh, Number five for Jay Bates. Chris Jericho. 
Honorable mention, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I debated for a while between the two for obvious reasons. Stone Cold Steve Austin is one of the best of all time, and some say the biggest draw of all time in pro wrestling. But the last 10 years and the longevity of the Ayatollah of rock and roll did it for me. His ability to shift into whatever character any company needs um, to be and to innovate at all times makes him easily in my top five. Number four, John Cena. Any list would be remiss. I think he meant to say remiss, but maybe remiss. Or maybe remiss. Any list would be remiss to not include John Cena in it. Despite being a babyface, read good guy, for way too long, he has earned respect across the world for the level of performer he is, the ability to hold the crowd in the palm of his hand, and the ability to captivate no matter the age group. Must mention, his promos with The Rock and the lead up to Rock vs. Cena 1 is some of the best, or is some of the greatest promo work of all time. Speaking of, number three for Mr. Bates is The Rock. I'm sure The Rock is suited to be number one or two on a majority of fans' list, but he takes number three on mine for the sole reason that I attached to number one and number two on the list before him when I was a kid. Otherwise, The Rock is without question top five ever. This guy invented roasts. Humor wouldn't be what it is today, and neither would the dictionary. The Rock has revolutionized pro wrestling as well as pop culture and mainstream media. Just purchased the XFL and is currently the biggest box office movie star in the world. His latest innovation? The alcohol industry with his Terramana tequila? I'm not sure how to pronounce that word, but apparently Rock's got some tequila going down. Yeah, it's, it's pronounced tequila. Oh, I mean, there's two words there, clearly, Josh. There's a word before it and then tequila. Well, I know, I'm just telling you that it's pronounced tequila. I know, but I didn't want to give your joke validation because I was genuinely curious. Do you know how to pronounce that for Is it t- Teranima? Ter- ter- you have any idea? I'm not even going to attempt it. <coughs> Terramania. I don't know. Sure. All right. And then he has number two slash one, Shawn Michaels slash CM Punk. If I thought longer and harder, hee <laughs> hee, about... <laughs> about this i think i'd be able to narrow it down but for me uh but for the time i'm going to have to leave it as a tie for one and two sean michaels hbk which is the heartbreak kid the showstopper the main event the icon mr wrestlemania sean michaels is likened to the rock but strictly in pro wrestling sean michaels spans across generations and revolutionized the sport of pro wrestling on so many different facets not even mentioning his technicality in ring his storytelling ability and unmatched charisma he is at least two to three of the guys on this list's favorite of all time as well c m punk Punk rusted for 12 years before he ever became the guy. But the moment he did changed the landscape of pro wrestling forever. With the infamous pipe bomb in 2011, Punk began the social media era, brought back Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar, brought Johnny Ace to TV, ignited the shield, created the rise of Daniel Bryan, began an uprising of small body indie guys across the world, brought light to internal company issues that sparked several career changes from top guys, including a new company made last year with AEW, and made companies like Ring of Honor and New Japan Japan pro wrestling famous although short-lived in the spotlight punk in my eyes will be looked back at as one of the greatest of all time for what he was able to do in a short three years on top thanks again for the request best of luck this year in all of your fantasy football leagues boys josh are you shocked to see cm punk on that list 
not one bit. <laughs> Big. I knew that that would be down there on the, the on the tour one. Um, actually, I figured it would be Runaway number one, and it sounded kind of sounded like it was, even though he had the two slash one on there. Yeah, he, he sounded a little bit torn on it. I gave him like not much notice. So, like he said, if he would have taken more time, he could have probably figured it out and broken it down with a pros and cons list or whatever. But in the uh, limited amount of time he took to think about it, um, he he left him tied. Uh, Levi in the chat says, I hope to see some Goldberg love. And then he also writes, no Mick Foley, Bret Hart, Ted DiBiase, or Mr. 16 World Championships himself, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Well, Josh, we've got two lists left, yours and mine. Do you think Levi Oki is going to be walking away today um, disappointed or gratified in who you and I have on our list? Did he say Bert and Ernie? Uh, he did not say Bert or Ernie. Okay, so yeah, he's going to be a little disappointed. Greatest tag team of all time, Bert and Ernie, you thinking? Yeah, plus, I mean, if if, if you think about it with Sesame Street, they, they do a lot of wrestling. That's true. Oh, I'm recalling off the top of my head, A-Dub sent me some text messages about the Bella Twins and Andy Isabella, um, but I don't, I don't remember the context, but let it be known, I did acknowledge it. All right, Josh, do you want to go, you want to be the main event or the lead in this week? What was I last week? I believe you were the lead-in, and then I was the, the walk-off homer. You know, I will be... I'll be the lead-in again, just because uh, this is your forte. Um, <sighs> a lot of so pressure, I'm Josh. Gonna, Two I'm, weeks I'm in a gonna, row. I'm going to start with The Undertaker. The Undertaker? Longevity in the sport. Always a great introduction. Always a good show. I remember watching him when I was into wrestling as a kid. Always scared me because he was a zombie. He was a zombie. Brothers Destruction, him and Kane. I mean, come on. I mean, he looked like somebody that belonged in a Rob Zombie music video. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> that, that's that's a fair, very extremely fair assessment as well. Uh, my number five is Charlotte Flair. Um, if anyone has watched wrestling within the past five years, maybe six, seven years, you will be familiar with the women's revolution. And this has been led by a couple women, but Charlotte Flair certainly has the most name recognition to be able to put this on her back. No longer are the days of the scantily clad exhibitionists or the divas. They are now straight up badass women kicking each other's asses all across the squared circle. Charlotte Flair has lots of talent. Uh, it obviously must be because her dad is incredible but charlotte flair is one of my favorite current wrestlers and josh you probably don't know anything about her but on the off chances you do do you have any opinion on the charlotte flair Woo. all right josh who you got a four number four the rock oh the number four for the rock okay need i say more no, I'm just, I mean, everybody's kind of talked about him. Jordan had a nice breakdown of everything he's done. Um, more of my interest has actually come from what he's done post-wrestling, but can't deny um, he does have some accolades. He's a great cook from what I understand during his wrestling days, and he has saved Jumanji twice. So he sure has. Josh, can definitely, you, definitely makes the top five. Can you smell? You said he was a good cook. Could you ever smell it? No, no, I couldn't. Um, yeah, I had allergies a lot, so. All right, Gar, number five. 
my no, my number five is um, he's a guy who's been around for a while in the wrestling biz, but certainly a smaller name until the last couple of years. I got Kofi Kingston at my number four. Uh, I I tried for a long time to write a good synopsis on why I love Kofi Kingston so much, but I really couldn't in the end. Uh, so all I'll say is this guy's got the X factor for me. I appreciate his dedication. I've always thought his entrance music was super badass. Um, and he finally won the championship not too long ago, and his work with the New Day has been electric. So that's all I'll say. Kofi Kingston, you are rightfully included in my top five. Josh, who do you got at three? Um, somebody that, uh, if you're into wrestling, um, you've probably heard the name, probably never seen him. Um, he has superpowers apparently of invincibility, invisibility, sorry. Um, goes by the name John Cena. (gasps) Yep. I don't know if it was subliminal messaging from hearing your ringtone over the years, but, uh, (laughs) um, John Cena makes my list. Um, mostly and honestly, I don't know if I've ever seen him wrestle. I know that he's done some movies. He's done some acting. Um, but one of the things that I remember most about John Cena was when he was in his prime of wrestling, I was working at GNC and he did an interview with one of the magazines that we got for free. And he described some of his workout routines and just what got him into this. And he had just a chalkboard in his gym and he would write all of his personal bests. I don't think I saw one less than 400, 500 pounds on there. And I was just like, this guy is a man and a half. Uh, plus, he just looks like a really nice guy. He does look like a pretty swell gentleman, doesn't he? Yeah. So that was my number three. Uh, my number three is the Viva La Raza. Lie, cheat, and steal Eddie Guerrero. Uh, so I've gone through a couple different facets of my wrestling fandom. And this one dates back to, obviously, when Eddie was alive. Because he unfortunately took his own life um, in Minnesota many years ago. But Eddie Guerrero, as a kid, I, I again, another X-Factor thing. I just absolutely loved him. His music was baller. Him being a pimp all the time was just super fun. And as a kid, I... I don't want to say I idolized it because that's not the right way to look at it, but just Eddie Guerrero was super entertaining, and that's the whole point. Uh, professional wrestling is sports entertainment, so Eddie Guerrero, you are my third fave professional wrestler. Josh, who you got at number two? At number two. And the um, so my number two, and so mine is very similar to the Jordans with the two slash one where either of these guys could go um, one and two. But for, for me, my number two, Macho Man Randy Savage. In my opinion, one of the best interviewees in the game. Always fun to watch some of those highlights. I remember pulling them up at GNC back in my 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 like last stint at jeans if you want to call it that during my final years watching some of those highlight videos with my manager because he was a big macho man fan oh Um, yeah plus i mean yeah he's i always called him nacho man randy savage growing up and i love nachos so yeah number two the magic man is pretty incredible um and he he is worthy like you said his interview work his promos were Lifeless. I mean, still to this day, he is idolized in pop culture. Rand, uh, Macho Man had incredible. He promos. was in Spider Man. Yeah, he was a uh, Bone Crusher. Yeah, in the Bone Saw. Uh, in the first, or was it? Is it Bone Saw or Bone Crusher? Bone Saw. Oh, excuse me, I got it wrong. Uh, but yeah, he is uh, in the uh, obviously the best Spider Man universe movies. I mean, in the the to- it's Tobey Maguire, right? Yeah, yeah. The the forty yeah. year old playing a high schooler. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> 
I had a comment. I'm gonna, I'll save it for a later date. Um, all right. My number two is the Ayatollah of rock and roller, Chris Jericho. Um, anyone, I mean, really only Jordan would know or could appreciate, but I have loved Chris Jericho for so long and for his promo work. Um, I, see, I feel like Jordan was able to put his opinions and even Alex was able to put his opinions in much better words than I could. And I'm, you know, I'm a huge wrestling fan myself, but put lightly, Chris Jericho is one of the greatest in the entire industry of all time ever, ever, ever. He was the first ever undisputed champ. He beat Stone Cold and The Rock in the same night. Um, when I was probably my biggest and most intense wrestling fandom period, he came back through a bunch of cryptic messages then eventually came back to save the world and had a, a feud with Chris Jericho. So that, or I had a feud with CM Punk. So that meant a lot to me at the time. Um, and dude's just electric and he's still killing it to this day. So that's my number two. Josh, who is your number one profesh rest of all time in the Fave Five? None other than Andre the Giant. (laughs) Andre, huh? Andre the Giant. I mean, just a story. I mean... Didn't they? They recently came out with like an HBO special on him, correct? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it was about a year ago at this point, but yeah, I remember watching that and it was really good. Yeah. I mean, he just has, uh, I mean, obviously he has um, a lot of disadvantages in his personal health because of his size, but he took full advantage of it as a wrestler. Um, He was, I mean, obviously Brian said he could fit a 12 pack in his hand. Um, He allegedly consumed over a hundred beers in a single setting. I mean, come on hero just kidding um but uh the guy was in pain i like from what i understand he was in pain like 90 percent of his career and the fact that he was still able to go out there and do it just shows that he loved it um tragic that he died but when you're seven foot four 500 some pounds and you put a beating on your body like that and if you did drink those beers you're probably gonna have some heart failure so um plus do you want the peanut uh, Andre the Giant is a legend, legend. I forget which WrestleMania it is, but to me, the most iconic Andre the Giant shot is him. Is It's his entrance to, I think, WrestleMania 3. It's just him on like this. It looks almost like a scaffold, and he's got his manager or whatever, his the driver of the scaffold there right next to him, and he's just looking like a badass coming right into the ring. Uh, I think he fought Hulk Hogan that match. Just, yeah, not, not much more can be said. Josh... My number one, and I'm sure you're going to be shocked because you already talked about my uh, what's been my ringtone for about 48 years, but... And his name is John Cena! Yeah, uh, John Cena's obviously going to be my number one in the Fave Five. The, the guy's longevity, his promo work, his wrestling, as Jordan put it, his ability to hold the crowd in his uh, in his hand. Um, people, I mean, everyone, I mean, if you're a Mark, which I'm a Mark most of the time, and you're following the kayfabe to use all the fancy wrestling words I know, um, it is easy to fall in love with the good guys. But John Cena has done it for so long to the point where all the hardcore wrestling fans would boo him, um, would boo him for being a good guy, but they would still boo him strongly and adamantly. And the whole point of being a wrestler is to get a reaction. Whether you're a good guy, a bad guy, some sort of in-betweener, you, your whole purpose in life is to get a crowd reaction. 
and John Cena is one of the best in the biz to get that crowd to react no matter what he's doing. And so that's electric. Uh, he cut a promo one time where he talked about, because car- he carried the WWE for a long time. I think he's finally out of that. Um, he's not done wrestling, but you know he's not carrying the company anymore. Uh, but as he put it himself, he was a WWE superstar when it wasn't so cool to be a WWE superstar. There was the Attitude Era that everybody loved. Uh, there was some, you know, some hard rock stuff in the 90s. And then John Cena pretty much led it all through the early 2000s and really into 2015, 2016. John Cena had the whole company on his back. And uh, that's when wrestling was less popular, certainly. So, John Cena, you're my man. I love you very much. Rise above hate, never give up. Hustle loyal to respect. All that cliche, dumb bullshit that makes people mark out. I love you a long time. Uh, Levi Oki writes in the chat, Macho Man is a strong, strong pick. Single-handedly got me into Slim Jims. Josh, are you a, you a Slim Jim guy? No, not really. Did you have I mean, any... Oh, go ahead. I'll, I'll eat them, but... Uh, did you have any honorable mentions on your list? I know you say you usually list out six or seven, but I don't know if you did this week yeah, or not. Yeah. Um, I was actually shocked to find him on Brad's list too. Ray Mysterio was my honorable mention. Six one nine. Always, always remember playing as him in the the old school wrestling game, and and he just was always the most fun to play with. And if I remember correctly, didn't he wrestle Andre the Giant way back when? It's possible. I, I guess my wrestling knowledge uh, defeats me in that. I'm not so good at the history. All right. Um, that that might need because it, it feels like they might not have overlapped. But they, if they did, it would be very shortly. That's possible. Ray's been around for a long time. Uh, did you have anyone else in your honorable mentions? Um, no. I mean, obviously, a lot of the guys that you guys listed, um, Eddie Guerrero, Triple H, those guys were big um, coming up when I was uh, still into wrestling back in elementary school and, and followed it more, more so. Um, and so those guys, Ric Flair, obviously, um, just uh quoting him some of the memes um but yeah other than that you know not really yeah i mean that's respectable uh my honorable mention is just a list of names i won't go into them at all but i had the rock of course on my list cm punk just for all the memories between john cena and punk but also me and jordan uh that was around the end of high school and nate went off to the asia and uh jordan and i got really close over that that year two years three years whatever you want to scope it out but cm punk makes the list mark henry the big show because i mean how can't you and then our truth we're uh, in my honorable mentions uh josh it's time to move into the outro do we're coming in in less time than last week somehow but uh do you got any final words for the folks go packers are the packers gonna go 16 and 0 no no that'll, that'll probably be a fluky week here and there i mean last year they lost to the eagles and the chargers those are those are true statements um but you know i just i don't know to me it's to me it's interesting last year the green bay packers were the worst 13 and 3 team of all time ever 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 this year they are the best 4-0 team of all time of, of all time and and really what what's changed Devontae adams got hurt alan lazard got hurt we should have taken a wide receiver in the first we have no weapons Except for Rogers, the Rogetown, and Bobby Tunyon. Don't forget Bob Tunyon. 
Roberto Grande. Roberto Grande. Does Tunyon uh, translate to large in Spanish? It's just a ton. I hate everything about your existence. Why do you choose? Uh, why do you choose the way you are? Uh, this is something I've been I've been meaning to mention for weeks, and I always forget in the outro. But uh, for me, final words. I we've we've done this at least once in the past. But I vow today, because I think the Vikings are absolute hot garbage dumpster fire trash, and we play the Seahawks on Sunday night primetime next week. But uh, if the Vikings win three games in a row at any point during the season. We, which basically means I, will do a clean show. No swears, no other obscenity. It won't even be marked as explicit in the podcast. I, Garlic Johnson, promise that if the Vikings manage to win three games in a row this year, we will do a clean show. Because why not? What if you want to share this with your kids? I mean, this is a great kid-friendly podcast without the swears, isn't it, Josh? Yeah, they could listen to about 35 seconds of what you say. Um no, I, I feel like that's fair. Um, I do want to say that I did. Um, I do oftentimes go to the Minnesota Vikings subreddit just to kind of boost my mood. Um, it, it is kind of a natural antidepressant, you might say, <laughs> sure, um, especially sure. when they're losing. Um, and and I did I did see some very very optimistic posts by some of those fans. And I know you and I have gone back and forth about how what, there's homerism. There's homerism kind of like on a, on a scale of one to 10, that's like a, a seven, eight. And then there's PAism, which is like a 10.5 out of 10. And then the Viking subreddit is a 25,000 out of 10. There yeah. is a lot of optimism there and they feel like there. And I understand this might be a, the original post might've been a joke, but somebody said 13 and three is in all likelihood of reality. And then there were comments saying, yes, it's a joke. But then there was just a handful of people in there. Do you really think we're going to go 13 and three? I've been telling my friends this. And I just want to know what brand of paint those kids are drinking. I mean, Josh, I feel like, I mean, I'm sure people on the internet have said these things. There's no doubt you are telling full truths, but I mean, for you to go in and cherry pick all the things that make you feel better about yourself or all the things that you could use just to shit all over the Vikings. You want me to go into the Packers subreddit? Cause I know what a shit show that can be. Do you want me to highlight some of the things <laughs> I can find? No, I can, I can highlight some of those things too. <laughs> I'm just, I do. Every fan base has a bunch of fucking idiots and there's no doubt about it. So, I mean, sure. I'm sure there are some Vikings fans who are way too overly optimistic but let's let's be fair if we can here pal packers fans are just as deluded even if your team is much better than ours right now we should have a short bit where we just go through and we cherry pick just the most outrageous positive and negative comments for each team Uh, that'd be a good bit I'd like that. Maybe we'll work all it right. into next week. We got a full week to we got a full week to craft that out. Uh, all right, Josh. Those are the final words. Stay safe, everybody. COVID's still real. The fucking president got it. He was in the hospital. He's out now. He says he feels like he's twenty years younger. Probably not doing the country any good. Telling uh, telling him uh, Corona's not a big deal. But uh, and speaking of the president, uh, voting is scary and it's real and the world is divided. But. Try to stay safe and above it if you can. Hit Oaks over to us at gmail.com, facebook.com slash hoodpod, anchor.fm slash hoodpod. Those are all the places you can interact with us, as well as YouTube. Uh, be a friend, tell a friend. Our journey to 100 subs to get that custom URL is still very much underway. We have not given up just yet. So if you could, we would preach. Josh? I hear that. I hear that just by, you know, adding 
um, adding our podcast into your Christmas cards perchance. That's a great way to connect with family. Um, Thanksgiving's coming up. A lot of football gets played. You know what, you know what kind of just speaks to me as a great kind of Thanksgiving dinner, um, background noise, the hidden Oaks overdose football fix podcast. That's true. Um, we've also got new year's parties. As soon as the clock strikes zero at midnight, start off 2021 on a positive note with the hidden Oaks overdose football fix. You know, there's, there's a lot of opportunity coming up for you to just spread the joy that we bring into your ear canal. Josh. I mean, I, I couldn't follow that up. You put it eloquently and I love you for it. Have a good night, folks. Go back us. Bye, Josh. Bye, Gar. Miss you. Miss you too.